Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I am Kevin Fryer. And I am Zach Miners. And I'm Mac Jones. Guys, how the hell are you? Ah, you know, I've never been better. This is a great time in American history. It's, it's, what a time to be alive. I, I feel like we're we basking said. basking in the glory of this COVID uh, virus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've 10X'd your practice, Kevin. I know a lot of Invisalign starts, Sarek machine humming. It's all been going nonstop all week long. So, guys, I have a hot take right from the start here. Have you noticed that we're saying COVID-19 lately and not coronavirus? And here's my hot take. I think that the Corona Beer Company PR people have taken over and they've decided <laughs> to make us all say COVID instead of uh, diminishing and demeaning their fine beer product. What do you think? What do you say, Mac? I, I can go with that. I can get behind that. Uh, that, that, that does sound like a good conspiracy theory there, Kevin. I, uh, I appreciate that. I can, uh, that's, that's good stuff. So I, I, am actually I don't know what surprised. you guys, I don't know what you guys have been doing, but, um, we're kind of bored at our office. So we've been doing some spring cleaning and, uh, really doing some deep cleaning around the office. Um, and I got to ask you guys something a couple years ago. Did you guys get those potato chips from Densply Serona? I did. Yes. I, I, I ate them. I did not record myself eating them in a ASMR fashion, but uh, I did enjoy them. You How, about you, How about you, Mac? I did not get them. And let me tell you something. And I hope you're listening, Serona. I was on the verge of pulling the trigger on a fucking Sarek, and I heard all my little buddies talking online about their fucking potato chips, and I did not get them. So fuck you, Serona. So I, I did get the potato chips, but that was right when I started keto. Shout outs to the ketodonist, Matthew Standridge. Um, and they just sat in the back for a while, and I'm, I'm sure the team ate them. However, what you guys don't know, or maybe don't know, is a couple years prior to that, Serona released some trading cards of dentists in sort of the same fashion. And here I am at my office. I'm going through stuff. I'm pulling out uh, some jewel pods that I had tucked back in the back of a drawer. And there I see this pack of trading cards that was unopened. And I thought... I feel like I know where this is going, Kevin. I think you tell do. Me, tell me, we're going to do it. Was it a wax pack? Are we? We're, we're going to do a bit called Remembering Some Dentists. I have the pack here right in front of me, and I'm gonna open. I have not opened this up. I have no idea how this is gonna go. We'll we'll just open it up and see who is in here. So, Uh. a little foley work here first. Let me get it open. Oh man! All right, our first card. Oh my gosh, it's Gordon Christensen. Oh. Holy smoke! Did does Gordon Christensen even know he's a, a trading card? That's I don't. The question. I have. I have no idea. Let's let's look at his stats. Uh, did you know that Gordon is a 1960 graduate of USC Dental School, University of Southern California? That's three years wow. before I was born. Did you say 1960 or 1916? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, savage there, Mac. 
Um, so what's his war? Do they have that on there? Does he have like a dental war? I feel like it's got to be one of the highest ones well, in dental history. Uh, it doesn't really say that. But let me look at the back of the card. It, it lists his wife as Rubella, not Rella. Um, <laughs> oh, typo. It must that, be a typo. That, you know that's those, cards, those cards are usually worth uh, a lot more. That's a huge, that's a huge one. Good get. Um, you think Gordon collected baseball cards as a kid? Oh, wow. He grew up in that era. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with yes. I bet he's. I bet he's opened some some of those tops packets with the the delicious gum, the crunchy gum on the inside. Yeah, no, he's done no, that. No, no, no. Guys, Gordon, I ha- Gordon is so old. But his mom threw out his collection. Gordon is so old that Honus Wagner had Gordon Christensen's rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that That's was good. funny. That's awesome. I I, I really uh, I kind of have a vision of my mind of little Gordon sitting on the front steps of his home, opening up a baseball pack, a, a card of, or a pack of baseball cards and pulling out a Mickey Mantle rookie card and uh, just kind of looking at it and smelling it and, you know, fond memory for, for Gordon there. All right, let's move on. Let me get the next card here. Oh, another, another star, Dr. Gina Dorfman. Whoa, what a pull. Who would have thought? Guess what, guys? She's also a graduate of the University of Southern oh. California, the year 2000, another, when all the robots took over. Another Trojan. You guys have any wow. good... <laughs> you guys have any good Gina memories? Uh, I think Mac does. I'm pretty sure Mac Jones does, do. doesn't he? Maybe. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Gina was very good to us at VOD this year. Shout out to Gina. Yes, yes, she was. Thanks, Yappy. Shout out to Gina and Yappy. Yeah, we all had a good time at VOD this year. Um, she's pretty much a rock star in my mind. So that that's a good pull out of this out of this pack. All right, let me get another one here. Oh, oh, guys. Oh man, I don't know if I can. Oh, I don't think I can do this. Oh, guys, I just don't think I can do this. Uh, I pulled Let out. It of, out, Kevin. I pulled out of this pack, Doctor Kenny. What the hell no, is no, this? No, 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 not gonna Who do stole it. our bits? No, there will be no Kenny talk. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> None of that. Lance, is this a very special episode? It's a special something. You remember that episode Steaming of special? Yeah, of, of Blossom, <laughs> where Blossom got her period. I think that's. It just think reminds that it. me of that. Um, very this, similar. <laughs> this is a very special, as you can tell. Um, this is this, I, we call the the virus time. We call that our experimental phase. I'm working in a Francis. <laughs> this is like uh, remember when the Beatles like went to India for a while and just got really into the um, to the yeah, Maharaji and yeah yeah that's this that's that this is our that's this is our era of that. Um, we have a cro- acid. Yes, we have a crossover <laughs> show tonight. Um, which all that was kind of a big thing in the eighties. You guys remember in the eighties crossover oh, shows yeah. where like the good times would come in with uh, the Adams family different or strokes. some shit and uh, <laughs> yeah, there different we go. Stones and the Jetsons, Dif- different yeah, strokes. Exactly. And uh, what was the one with the girls? School? Oh, uh, Facts of Life. Facts yeah. of Life. Facts of Life. Facts of Life. Yeah, yeah there we go. Over. Yeah. So, so this is a, a crossover between the working interferences and the clinical hacks. Our good friends. Uh, Kevin Fryer, Mac Jones, Zach Miners, uh, who you've been hearing them do some of our, uh, 
I would say our most famous bits, but no one really knows <laughs> any of our shit. So, um, yeah, pretty much. I really did enjoy remembering some 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 dental guys. I think Gordon's uh, Gordon's War has got to be like seventy eight to eighty somewhere in there. I mean, pretty high. Yes. I'd say Hall of Fame level War for Gordon and uh, and Gina. I would love to have that signed Gina Dorfman rookie card. I mean, how amazing <laughs> would that be? Jeez. Um, and then yeah, do you think they ever made? A, do you think Cerrone actually made a, a Kenny card? That would be interesting. It had no bib on it. <laughs> there was definitely no bib on that card for sure um well guys this is an advice show it's a shitty one so we're gonna do a half of a shitty advice show and then a half of a clinical hacks and we're gonna meld okay. them all together into some frankenstein thing and we'll see how it goes it's maybe, like a Reese's peanut butter cup maybe it will mutate into a virus that will take over the world I would love that. I've, I've not had enough of that so far in March. So Might more well. of that would be we great. Can, we can name it the Um We answer your questions. That Oh, oh. they're going to like that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, yeah. That's exactly what I was just thinking today. I was like, man, DS World this year is going to be pretty lame because they are not selling any Cerec machines <laughs> no. this year. Uh, no. And uh, no Prime Mills are going to go out and no... Uh, uh, Worth office uh, CBCTs. It's it's going to be a lean one. Uh, Carrot Top might be your entertainment at DS World this year, <laughs> along with uh, the Jay Giles Band uh, headlining <laughs> oh. on main stage. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a woof of a of a program this year. Um, we answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from. Reddit. 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 We strive to tell dentists and dental team members their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sweet craves. Sweet crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question. Do we, guys? Fuck no. Fuck, Fuck no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's the best crossover episode? Because we all know that Facts of Life mixed with the Cosby show where Bill Cosby put <laughs> Mickey's and all of those girls from the Facts of Life's drink is the greatest crossover did episode not age of all well. time. We want the questions that <laughs> Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Um, so we're going to do one Reddit question tonight, and then we will do um, some clinical hack stuff. So uh, this is from the subreddit of Dentistry. Uh, Reddit user I am lost in Polyland asks, Impact of adult pacifiers on teeth? Hello, lovely dentist. I have a question for you about using a pacifier as an adult. As a part of a lifestyle, I recently started using these adult pacifiers to soothe myself and occasionally fall asleep. What kind of impact and wear and tear should I expect to see on my teeth? Have you guys ever heard of adult pacifiers? What is this lifestyle? That's what I want to know. Well, I think we're going to get into that in just a second. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I've never had a patient use a pacifier that is was that not NTI, a child. Is it an adult pacifier? Sort of. That is, that is a good point. <laughs> Uh, I have an NTI that I wear at my desk uh, when I'm stressful. So that me or when it's when I'm stressed. So I've had it in basically for the last two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been that's been a tough one. Uh, any of you guys ever had an adult who had a a pacifier habit? Not that they told me not, about. Not something people no. usually advertise. I I do have yeah. a yeah. adult thumb sucker who admitted it. Oh, so oh, give wow. me some demographics. Male, female. She's a female, okay. and she's uh, probably currently. in her mid thirties. Approaching 40. Interesting. And so she had a diastema between 
nine and 10 or something like that. And it's like, Hey, you want to do some Invisalign? I know this patient actually very well. She's a um, family member of a friend, good friend of mine. And I said, Hey, you want to do some Invisalign on that? We can close that space, make it look good. And she's like, I'd love to do that. But, um, I still suck my thumb. And I was, I, I tried to control my shock. So we talked about that for a little bit. It is comforting to her and she does it in her sleep. And, uh, you know, there's no, you, you can't fight that. So uh, no Invisalign for her. Does she tough have an look. open bite? Tough look, <laughs> yes, my girl. Tough look for, <laughs> for her for sure. Does she have an open bite, Kevin? Uh, she has a, so she must put her right thumb or her left thumb in. You put your right thumb in, you take your yes. right thumb out. <laughs> she must put her left thumb in because it's on the left side between nine and 10. So there is a little bit of an open bite on that side, but the rest of her occlusion is pretty good as far as I can remember. It's just, it's created a space there that is never going to close. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at this Amazon page because she linked these pacifiers. Um, and there is a wide swath of adult sized pacifiers on, on Amazon. I mean, I'm talking... Um, at least two or three pages worth. Um, so again, are they shaped is, like the, those knuck knuck ones to I help mean, develop the palate? Yeah, they. I I don't know as if I could, could. I don't know if I could tell you the difference, like spot from across the room. Like, oh, that's a knuck mm. pacifier. I know my pacifiers. <laughs> are they <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure? You guys that have kids, maybe you guys could do uh, that. Mac, Zach, you guys have been at least in that range yeah. in the past decade so i, I tell could me. tell you i could i could spot a nook from from across the room yes if i if i had to yes yeah I've honestly my kids Max are so old now that that's such a dark time in my life <laughs> when they were that age <laughs> i have blacked it out <laughs> it was a dark time yes yeah Sp- but, speaking of they do have this really cool matte black matte finish black adult pacifier um so if you s- very fashion seven dollars, if you yeah. saw a woman with a knuck like that, would you say, "Hey, look at the knuck on her"? <laughs> uh, I think you might get slapped on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adult size pacifier. Do they have lights ad- on them? No. So that's no? Uh, you know I think I think Zach had that thought right that this is a rave thing. Have you have any of you guys ever actually been to a rave at all at, at any point? I have in your not. Life? No, I'm too old. I'm Kevin, too old. I'm too old. You see, you seem like a raver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I to like Josh Austin. You've you've been to one. I know. It. So I've been to like a, a frat party that was billed as a rave, but I don't think it was like I, you know it, it was like a sixty mile an hour fastball as compared to like a real like like German underground techno music kind of you know like where you you don't it's it's in some warehouse somewhere and you've got to know. Right. Um, Tootsie, you know, is the is the code word to get in or something like I. I've never been to a rave like that, like an unadvertised, like thousands of people, like that kind of deal. I've been to like a uh, 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 you know UT Fiji party that they build as a rave, but like I don't think it was, was actually a rave. Was there rampant use of MDMA at this particular frat rave? <sighs> um. All right. So because that's what that's where this is going. Yeah. Which one's Molly and which one's ecstasy? I think they're the uh, same thing, aren't they? Yeah, I thought, well, we I didn't call it Molly when I was in college. We called it ecstasy or E. X yeah, or yeah, okay. Or X, yeah. Are yeah. they the same? Uh, sorry for know. my lack of knowledge of designer <laughs> drugs. Um, I have to Google. So, I will answer in the best way that I know how to answer without incriminating myself. Yes, there was ecstasy there. Okay, very good. Um, so 
allegedly, uh, that stuff makes you want to you you have like an oral fixation that you just gotta have. Like it just makes you want to like grit, grind, all that stuff. So I think the pacifier is uh, to fulfill that part of the role, I guess, if you will. Well, this pacifier would help because it has, and I quote, an adult-sized teat <laughs> and an extra-large shield. Um, so you, you got to have that adult-sized teat. So yeah, w- okay. We All right. we know well, Max. According to the according to the Wikipedia. Ecstasy and Molly are the same thing. Oh, okay. okay. That's good that we've got that established. Yeah. We know Max's love of oh, night guards yeah. from the Clinical Hacks episode. Would this qualify as uh, something that you would uh, not like, Mac? I, I think I could, I could get behind these. Um, so I actually had a little <laughs> different take on this. Uh, I saw this on an old TLC show or something. Um, but there's a fetish out there. Paraphilic infantilism <laughs> you guys familiar with that <laughs> sounds hot yes yes is that we're, like wearing diapers like and stuff yes where an adult dresses up like a baby and wears a diaper and a pacifier would that be considered a lifestyle hmm. i think it I is think so. i think that's probably yeah. what we're looking at here uh so can i can i offer a, a take on this josh this is yeah. um you guys i'm giving you the opportunity to patent this this is along the same lines as the rose gold crowns and i can't remember the other one that you guys patented but so this person was specifically asking about their effects on their teeth yeah so glidewell's missing the market here they need like a tap three with like a uh with the uh uh, pacifier extension out of it so like this person can like double up you know they can be they can get their roll on and protect their uh, enamel all at the same time. Roll on. I like I like the insider MDMA Molly X uh, lingo going on here. That was awesome. Um, so you yes. get on that. There it is, Mike Titola. Please start passing. Zach, are you sure you're not going to a rave points. this weekend? You yeah. know, this is not all that different from the Aveo last weekend. <laughs> He's got nothing else to do. Time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's true. These COVID raves are hot. This isn't all that different from the Aveo. Do you guys know what the Aveo is? Is that the tongue? Oh, is that the one for like a, the edentulous? Uh, you stick your tongue in it, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a, a rubber, like a suction cup for your tongue, and it just pulls your yeah, tongue TRD. out. Yeah, yeah, TRD, tongue retaining device. Yeah, so it, you know, like to get into like real Seattle protocol, not the Seattle protocol that we've had to do on all our team members uh, <laughs> massively over the last two weeks. That's funny. Um, Rouse talks about you know you got to have the tongue in the roof of your mouth to breathe. And the tongue in the roof of the mouth develops the palate. And so that's why like he never pulls a pacifier out on a kid until they're ready for it, yada, yada, yada. You know, maybe this is just helping her put her tongue in the roof of her mouth so she can maintain her airway. Ah. And this is like an actual airway device, like, like Zach said. Or maybe we could utilize this, Kevin, for, for your Invisalign. Well, we could, so I know you're a big Invisalign guy. We could do that. It could uh, help out with, uh, you know... Palatal expansion and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and you could, if you put something in between the front teeth, I'm trying to figure out what that could do for you orthodontically. You could like alter the occlusal plane somehow with that, right? Well, you could possibly uh, correct a deep bite, an anterior deep bite. Yeah, there you, right, exactly. Yeah, so like cusp ramps or like turbos or bumpers or whatever, right? Right. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so this that. is just a raving bumper, a raving. Uh, uh, 
deep bite turbo. I wonder, is there, on these adult uh, pacifiers, can they have some sort of LED light component in it? That would be super cool. I was going to say, let's 10X this and turn this into a propel thing yeah. and also have it have light and vibrate. Yes. Now we can would really definitely have to look 10X good under a black light on Invisalign. Love it. Can we put some CBD in there? We definitely need some CBD. Yeah. <laughs> Flavor. Definitely, definitely need yes, some CBD. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I gotta know some more about this person and I gotta figure out more about this lifestyle. Um, okay. Here's the lifestyle because <laughs> she has several posts and I'm assuming it's, it's a woman. Um, she has several posts in this, uh, subreddit of DDLG, mm. which has 54,000 members and it stands for daddy, Dom, little girl, BDSM. Ah, wow. Mac was right. Wow. Yeah. That's what it is. And I think we have a first on working interferences. Wow. <laughs> we have a nude in uh, in oh. previous posts. Oh. So, so Lance, we're probably going to have to beep this, uh, <laughs> this okay. name here. Um, it's just one. It we'll looks put that like in the, it's show in the subreddit of DDLG porn, um, which... Uh, I got. Oh, wait a minute. I have an important question. WS question mark? Um, no, <laughs> no, not, okay. not great. No. All right. No, no. Uh, and also very into stuffies, um, which apparently is what this group of people calls. God, uh, this is what my daughter animals. calls stuffed animals too. Oh, really? That's, stuffies. Yeah. Oh, Mac, well, Max. Yes. I, I, Max, I, right on on this. Well done, Mac. Yeah. Ma- I know Max has a huge dinosaurs. collection of stuffies. <laughs> 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 Mac loves Mac loves stuffies. Might be the title of this episode. Might be, might be. Show us on the stuffy where Gordon touched you. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Oh. oh god! Why did we end up here? I don't know. <sighs> because we have That's nothing you else when you're to quarantined. do. Right. So there's in in the subreddit of Little Space, which is a subreddit for uh, a place for littles. Middles, caregivers, and anyone interested in CGL or ABDL relationships. Daddy takes me to a kink cafe. They had a menu for littles. I brought my favorite stuffy, and we played Candylands. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> There's a lot going on there to unpack. Yeah, yeah. this this is Pandora's we, box. We have delved into the weird, my friends. Uh. I think so. Creepy. I'm going to navigate away from all of those things before yeah. I end up on a list. Um, and before the another feds list. show another list for the feds show up at my house. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, well, we, we did our Reddit work tonight. Um, I think it's now time to, to turn it over to the uh Wait, before we go, Josh, let's, uh, uh, let's Chris Hansen's standing right behind you. Uh, <laughs> He's peeking in your window. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Pour yourself a glass of lemonade. I'll be right there. <laughs> I I don't know if, how I could talk about the crown prep thing after all that. Like, uh, I, I mean, I guess let's. I guess we'll bring it around. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the clinical hacks portion, the uh, less entertaining portion of the of the show. Uh, tonight we were going to discuss uh, each uh, each one of us have a, have a wildly different. Uh, practice, uh, do a, a wide range of stuff, but we're all 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 GPs, and so we were going to discuss one of the most common procedures in dentistry, the the crown prep, and just uh, get a pro tip from each one of us on 
efficiency and and speed in your in your daily prep. And so I will start off with uh, let's I get let's start off with Lance because uh, we talked about before the show and I loved I love what you have to say. So one one to three pro tips, Mac. What do you or not? Sorry, Lance. Uh, what do you got for us? How do you do a crown prep faster? Uh, well, what I found, I've been helping out some other offices and, um, it knocked me off my high horse a little bit only in that, uh, where I knew that I could be quick and efficient in a different setting. I'm not nearly as quick and efficient. Um, I found that I, I didn't realize I love my electric handpiece, And if I'm someplace else that's air driven with bad torque or something that would stall. So I, I'd sit there and just keep painting the, the margins to try to finally get a margin and, and prep it down. So that slows me down right there. So nice, sharp burrs with a electric hand piece. Um, having the isolate was, is able to allow me to just crank and not have to stop and pause and rinse and let them spit and come up for air and all that kind of stuff. Um, and by having a, a good scanner, I love my, I got the, I upgraded, I didn't realize how slow my iTero was until I got a new one. And uh, the new one just so lightning fast that um, if I have an isolate, sharp burrs, electric cam piece and an iTero, I pretty predictably can do a crown prep in about 30 minutes. Take one of those away and suddenly I'm adding 10 to 15 minutes for every thing I don't have. And when you say 30 minutes, Lance, are you talking about from numbing to them walking out the door? Yeah. God, yeah. that's incredible. I got a lot of work to do. Well, part uh, of that also is the temporization. I, 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 if I can lock in 10, 10 units for doing a, you know, the Siltec uh, shrink wrap type smile, I can do the same thing for a single prep. And so right. it only takes three minutes really to make a temporary if you're going to lock it in. Right. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to have to numb them up and cut it off, um, but I never get a phone call on the weekend with a temporary coming off. Um, there's just a lot of advantages. It's it's not perfect. There's a couple downsides to it, but they're easily overcome. Um, Can you floss a locked temporary? No, no, no. Okay, okay. They got right. floss anyway. Well, exactly. Touche, touche. <laughs> All right, uh, Mac Jones, give me an efficient crown prep tip of the day. So here's my tip. It's nothing real specific, but it also applies to how we should all approach our dentistry if and when we ever reopen. Don't yes. Don't dick around. That's my tip. Yeah. Just get in there, do the shit, grind the enamel down, and get it done. Don't dick around. Yep. That's Josh a good Austin. One. Uh, I know that Mac is a big fan of reverse crown prep te- technique, and you know Mike Detola, um, apart from Andrea and my family, um, is probably one of the most influential people in my life um, that I've ever met ever. Um, and and his reverse crown prep technique, I, I just think it really works well in my hands. And the the funny thing was, I'd seen it presented. He I'd seen him lecture three or four times before I ever really decided to try it. Because it's so easy to go see a lecture. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That sounds great. And then you just never do it. Um, and so the third time I heard him speak, um, that's when I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to actually order some round diamond birds and try this. And and really, um, I haven't looked back. That's basically the way I've prepped for the most part, uh, almost all the way since then. Um, and I just find it works really, really well for me. I, I, it may be that that particular system works well for me, or it may be just that I need a system. Um, but we've talked about that before. Like like Max said, don't dick around. Have a system. Know what you're doing first, second, third, fourth, and do it that same way every time. And if you do it that same way every time, you're not going to miss things. Um, I'm a big fan of the Comet Deep Purple Burrs. Very aggressive cutting. 
Um, but we're not in dental school anymore. Like we don't need these like, you know, super light cutting burrs. I mean, we, you know what you're trying to do, you know what you're trying to prep. We're all doing all ceramic. So a more aggressive prep is indicated, um, get in there and do it with a burr that can do it and do it quickly. The more aggressive the burr, the less heat that gets generated on the tooth lowers the chance of endo that you're going to need. Um, and it makes you faster. And so there's no reason why, you know, a dentist who's been practicing for a couple of years shouldn't be able to have a prep done in, five to six minutes and be scanning in seven minutes, eight minutes after you, you start based on however you're, you're managing the tissue, how long you're leaving your second cord in or your, your hemostatic, uh, 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 retraction paste. And the third tip I have is, is a product by a company called contact easy. Um, they're a great company that makes these, uh, really nice. They're known for their like IPR, um, uh, products, uh, and their their interproximal strips, but they have a product called PrepSure, um, which is a really nice reduction uh, guide. Um, you don't know how much you've reduced unless you check, and it's easier to tell on premolars um, and first molars. It's really hard to tell on like number fifteen. Uh, and so, you know, I just don't know how much I've prepped unless I've used one of these PrepSures, and they come in one millimeter, one point five, and two. Um, and if you can slide it through with it just dragging, then you know, you've got that amount. If it stops somewhere, then you know, you have to, to catch it where it stops and, and reduce some more. Um, Detola always says, how can you tell the difference between, you know, 0.6 millimeters and one millimeters, unless you have one of those terminator eye implants, like you just can't. So that's what, what really helps me is, is the prep sure I have them on every crown prep kit. Um, most I'm doing zirconia. So I have a 1.5, um, if I'm doing an anterior one, I don't necessarily need, I can usually tell like, oh, there's 0.5 difference from the two. So I don't have all three of them out on every tray. It's mainly the red one. That's, that's 1.5. I can kind of gauge everything from there. So, um, no matter how many crown preps I cut, I still check every one to see if I've got the clearance that I need. You know, we should, we should put the, uh, the YouTube link to the reverse crown prep video in, uh, the show notes. If there is one thing that I wished I could have seen as a first year dentist or a fourth year dental student, it would be that video. I mean, talk about a life changing video. Once I did see it, it was, it was good stuff. You know, it was good stuff for sure. Kevin Fryer, what do you got? All right. Well, um, as you guys know, I'm big into rubber dam isolation and really that's my, my first tip, uh, sort of along the lines, what Lance said with the isolate, just, uh, it allows me to just move without have the patient having to stop. Everything's really isolated. I often put a second clamp on the tooth that we're working on just to retract the gingiva, and I can just blow through without interruption. And um, I know that that seems maybe counterintuitive to a lot of people, and I know I've shown that on our Facebook page before, but it really just works for me. I hate tongues. They're always in the way. They're always doing something that uh, they shouldn't be doing. And so to be able to just uh, go uh, continuously and not stop is is really beneficial. And the, the times that I can't use a rubber dam, because obviously that happens from time to time, I just think it's so annoying. It just, you know, it's in, in my head that Man, this is, this is really dragging on. Patient has to stop. Patient has to swallow. All those things that just bog you down. Um, my second tip would be uh, reduction um, guides. Uh, so uh, on, on the occlusal in particular, kind of along the lines of what Josh was saying, I use the, um, I use the, Meisinger uh, redu reduction burr, but I've also got some of the ones that uh, Mac mentioned 
in our uh, in our presentation at VOD. I've been trying those out too, but it, particularly for ceramic, I'm doing a lot of ceramic. I need at least uh, 1.8 millimeters, which is really two millimeters. There's no way I can eyeball that. Those uh, reduction guide burrs really help out a lot. Most of us under reduce. Uh, the occlusal in particular. And uh, even with those, sometimes I'm under-reduced once I get to the scanned, uh, uh, the, you know, starting to design the crown. So, uh, you know, I think that's that's super important. If you're sending it to the lab, you, you won't know that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll know it, you know, within, you know, a minute or so, and I can just go back in, reduce a little bit more, and then rescan. But that has really uh, helped out in, in terms of, um, you know, longevity of the restoration and just knowing that you have enough clearance. So here, here's my, here's my couple. First of all, if, if, if it's a crown prep that, uh, you're going to schedule, it's not like a same day broken tooth type of thing. And you've got a patient with maybe suboptimal home care, uh, gingivitis, get them on some Paradex. If you get, get them on some Paradex a week or two before the prep, It'll make your life so much easier. Whenever I get in a habit of doing that, that's a great tip. Those the, that that the that tissue management is so much easier. And when I get out of the habit of doing that, I notice it because bleeding tissue sucks. So that's my other two tips for along the same lines. In the reverse crown prep video, one of the most important parts of it to me is that once you break your contact, you're putting in that first cord to get a little bit of retraction and some uh, hemorrhage control. And then you're kind of getting to see your margin better and smooth it out faster, quicker, easier, all that. That that one tip uh, changed my preps a lot because before when I was packing my cord and then I'd pull the piece and then it's like, oh, that's not a very smooth margin. Then you're you're doing stuff after the fact. So that sucks. So the first piece of cord, if you're a cord, if you're a cord user, in immediately is good. The third one is one I picked up from from Lance, and that is if you if you didn't put them on the Paradex and you got a heavy bleeder, one of those gingival retraction pastes uh, uh, Lance turned me on to, is it Dry Z, correct? Dry Z, Lance? Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The one you're from using? Yeah. yeah, from Parkell. Did you ever try the blue version of that, by the way? Is it better or the same? I haven't tried the blue. You haven't tried the, the blue? Okay. I, anyway, use, like, I use Dry's pretty consistently. And the blue um, is okay. Um, I went back to the regular ones. Um, I didn't find any huge advantage to using the blue. Um, and I actually found it to be a little harder to control. The tip on okay. it is a little bit narrower, so it's hard to get as much of it out. And it's, it's just stiffer. Um, so I, I think the regular one works better in my hands. Uh, but okay. I'm a huge fan of, of, I call it dries. I don't know if it's dry Z or whatever, but, but well, it Markel is probably is, dries. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that is kind of as uh, I'll either put on on top of a single cord or sometimes if it's a real bloody mess, it's I put the both cords and and still shoot that stuff on. And if you don't like those pace, then go back and listen to our episode with Ali Sergi, yeah, where he talks about the peroxide, which is another product. I think Lance, you put you put all of it on, right? You do the I dries, do. the peroxide, and then uh-huh. uh, some unicorn tears, right, or something. Zach, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and some uh, John Hall. Zach, when you're putting this paste on, are you kombucha. really trying to get it down in the sulcus, <laughs> or are you really just kind of squirting it all over everything? No, usually I I, I, I don't really aim. And just kind of go wherever it's just going to go. I, if it's a real gusher, then I'll probably do Viscostat first and uh, <laughs> get get it to slow down, and then I'll put the dries on top. And uh, most of the time, then mm. I'm going to um, I'll scan the opposing arch while that uh, you, you want about three minutes on there. So it takes about the, those. Well, my older Itero took about three minutes to get the other scan. Now it's so fast, I 
kind of have to stare at it and, and, and wish there was more time. Since Allie, if I get a squirter, I really just uh-huh. put on the uh, hydrogen peroxide because it seems to uh-huh. control that best. It, it yeah. foams up like a mother, it's though. It's awesome. Know, it's super yeah. cool to see. It's like a chem- um, have, chemistry experiment. Have you ever seen it where it kind of keeps foaming, like even later on after you've rinsed it all away, like it, you still uh-huh. get these little bubbles out of the sulcus? Sometimes, That's yeah. kind of like... Wow, like I guess I didn't rinse all this away, even though I had water spraying on it for thirty seconds straight. Um, that's kind of kind of scary, but uh, yeah, the, it, it does work well. The great thing about that that thirty five percent hydrogen peroxide is like dirt cheap. Yes, dirt cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, which is really nice. I still got a big jug in the back. I don't think I'll ever get out. I was gonna say I don't jug. think it goes bad. I mean, I think no, it'll last no. you. It's like it's like a case of amalgam. It'll last your whole career. Uh huh. <laughs> well, uh, thanks guys for the efficient crown prep tips. That. That kind of wraps up the clinical hacks version of the show, so I'll I'll kick it back over to uh, Lance and Josh. All um, right. Hey, if you're uh, if you enjoyed this show, why don't you go uh, go over to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, and and why don't you give both working interferences and clinical hacks a rating? Zach, what's your favorite number? George Brett, number five. There we go. I was trying to think of a Kansas City Chief uh, name, number five. but uh, Go but, uh, with the Brett's, Royal Hall of Famer, man. Yeah, Brett's, Brett's a good one. Brett's a yep. really good one. I remember um, that guy. He, I, <laughs> when we were at the Hall of Fame, they had on the big screen uh, in one of the exhibits the Pine Tar game. Mm, uh, and, nice. and when he goes nuts at Yankee Stadium with that's that awesome. Pine Tar bat. So good. Uh, so uh, That's how I feel. Uh, when we could practice, that's how I felt every day in my office, like just putting out <laughs> fires left and right, just running around like George Brett at, at the after the Pine Tar call. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, um, Google Play, wherever you're listening to the show, if you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Uh, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Bullshits, bullshits, bullshits. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, uh, Working Interference with Josh and Lance, Funny Shit for Dennis and Dental Team members, and Clinical Hacks. Um, is there a password? I don't remember. Is there a... To, how do you guys get in? To, to get in, there are some questions you need to answer. You need to make sure you're a dentist or a dental student. Okay. Any NDAs? There are no NDAs. And okay. uh, yeah, we don't, uh, we, don't, we don't do that. There's very little okay. rules there, but we all get along there pretty okay. well, don't we? Without the rules? It's amazing how that works. So it's amazing. Weird. It is amazing. Weird. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at Winterferences. Hit us up on Instagram at Winterferences. Do you guys have a clinical hacks Instagram? No, just no. head over just to the, all the dental hacks. Just look for dental hacks and all the stuff. It's all, we don't have our own branding. All right, cool. All right. You can find we're the, we're the redheaded stepchild. That's all right. So. That's the best one to be. <laughs> yep. uh, no one talks about any of the other ch- stepchildren, just the redheaded one. So that's the that's one right. that gets all the pub. So that's the, that's the one you want to be. Um, you can find Lance on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. You can find me on Instagram at Josh Waston DDS. Boys, you want to plug your Instagrams? Uh, mine's uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> mine's KW Fryer DDS. I think it's just mainly all uh, practice stuff. N- nothing, you know, stuff from our practice. You can find me at at, at Mac Jones I I I or Jones Dental Arts. Nice. And what about Zam? What, what do you got, Zam? Uh, I don't use Instagram a whole. I think it's Miners Dentistry. Um, okay, but not. Not too much. I'm not a heavy, sorry, I'm not a heavy user in that department. Zach, why don't you promote your MySpace page? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Any I, of you got a Friendster my, account you want to plug? Yeah, my, MySpace, I think it's the slash MDMA. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your uh, instant messenger handle? Yeah, your AOL, AOL. instant messenger. Let's hit that. 
Do you guys remember ICQ? Was that around? Do you guys oh, remember yeah. that one? That was the first chat yeah. that I ever had, like when I was uh, a freshman in college. That was what all of us on the UT dorm were hitting up in 1997 when uh, Ricky Williams was running around. Um. All right. So who's gonna? We've got an interesting situation because normally our guest gets the song. Before we do that, I just want to say thank you, everyone. This is a dream come true. I had this idea in July of 2019, and it's taken a virus to slow all our lives down <laughs> for us to be a able to actually pandemic. actually do this. So what? I thank you. A, a virus. I, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation, who has <laughs> so, generously agreed to make this happen for Kevin, who is unfortunately terminal um, yeah. with, the, with the COVID-19. We're if, sorry for, if for I your get loss, Kevin. the novel virus, coronavirus, COVID-19, and I die, my dreams have come true. So thank you very much. Awesome. There we go. Shoot for the stars, and if you wind up floating dead in space, well, eh, you know, you don't have to live with disappointment anymore. <laughs> Um, normally we have the guests pick a song. This is the first time we've ever had three guests. So, um, I think you guys had some talks about how you guys were going to do this. So, yes. so let us know, uh, how this is going to go. Go ahead. So Mark. I think, I think I was nominated and, uh, it's a different world we're living in right now, boys. And, uh, coming up this weekend, we got the first weekend in April. And what does that usually mean for us? Masters. Baseball. Masters no, baseball. and the final fucking four. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that has been ripped from our lives. So I'm sending you out today with One Shining Moment by David Barrett. (laughs) Okay, I was going to say Peebo Bryson, but you wanted which one? David Barrett. None of that Jennifer Hudson bullshit. They tried to I was going to say, they're not all the same. No, the original original One Shining Moment. It's going to make me tear up listening to this, Mac. I'm really going to tear up. Would UNC have won the, the national championship this year if they would have had it? We this is the first year like in thirty five years we would not have made the tournament. It hasn't been that long, but oh, it's been a okay. long time. All right, um, so mm, it's wow. it was a good year to to have the Rona hit us. But I'm still, <laughs> streak is still alive. I'm I guess still pissed off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy one shining moment. Maybe one day we'll have one again um, for Lance Timmerman. And Zach Miners and Mac Jones and Kevin Fryer. I'm Joshua Austin. Peace and stay fresh, cheese bags. See ya. Wakanda forever. The ball is ticked. There you are. You're a shooting star and all the years No one knows just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment it's all on the line One shining moment they're frozen in time Time is short and the road is long In the picking of a knife How that moment's gone when it's done Win or lose, you always did your best Cause inside you knew That one shining moment you reached deep inside One shining moment
heart Feel the wind in your face It's more than a contest It's more than a race Cause inside 